Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Camille Bayema, one of the new 2012 Kids First film critics, plus we will be reviewing the new film Gone, Nims Island, and Happily Never After. So to start off the show, we are going to be talking about Gone, which came out in theaters February 24th, starring Amanda Seyfried, and we have with us Gabriella Chu. So how are you doing today, Gabby? Hi, Raven. I'm doing fine. What about you? I'm fine as well. So this film um, is new. It's PG-13. It's a thriller horror film, and it's about this girl named Jill who was snatched out of her bed and had to fight to, you know, escape her captor and you know fight for survival basically well a couple years later and she's still really paranoid about like she's she's very cautious and she's very paranoid because this traumatic experience was you know a lot for her to deal with and um a couple years after that happened her sister she comes home and her sister's missing and she is convinced that it is the same man that snatched her out of her bed a couple years back and so she goes to the police and she goes all over the place and everyone is trying to convince her like you're crazy this guy doesn't exist it's all in your head you're making it up she's probably at a friend's house but Jill will not stop until she saves her sister and finds her captor and solves you know this whole mystery that's been going on so Gabby what did you think of the film I like the film a lot I thought it was um, successful in keeping me intrigued because um, it has a very fast fast pace and the story is also clever and I thought the script had a few witty lines. 
Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you. Something that I really enjoyed about the film is that it was very, very clever, especially Amanda's character, Jill. Uh, she was very clever and extremely smart and um, outsmarting all of the people around her so that she could, you know, follow through with saving her sister and finding the, her, the captor. And so I thought that was really good. And yeah, I agree with you. I thought this film was very good. And even though it's technically in the thriller horror genre, I didn't actually find it that frightening. What about you, Gabby? Yeah, I didn't really think it was more of a horror film. I thought it fit more into like suspense because they don't really show a lot of violence or like ghosts or any of that sort. Mm -hmm. I think it sort of um, leads you to believe that something bad is going to happen and then like nothing bad happens till the very end of the film. So it's sort of like, it, exactly, it's very suspenseful. It leads you on. I actually saw it with a bunch of my friends, and um, most of them were terrified, but they really don't like scary movies. And I've seen, like, really old classic horror films and new horror films, and it doesn't bother me. So I guess I've built up a little bit of a tolerance to that. But yeah, it scared some of my other friends. And I think it's a good film to just go see um, with some friends if you want to get, like, a little bit of a scare. But overall, it is very, very entertaining. Um, so, Gabby, what did you think of the soundtrack and the cinematography? Yeah, I thought the cinematography was very elegant because several scenes were depicting the beauty of the forest park. And they had like a lot of shots from overhead showing the vast green of the forest and a lot of trees. And I thought that was beautiful. And the lighting of the film also really matched with the movie's tone. It was like gloomy and kind of depressing. And I think that suited the story of the movie. Absolutely. The cinematography really set the mood for the film and it really gave it that feeling of sort of suspense. I also really liked the music because it wasn't so overwhelming because it really, you know, it really, really helped enhance the suspenseful quality of this film. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. The forest park was beautiful. Some of the overhead shots actually remind me of um, some shots from Twilight. So that's something cool yeah. to sort of notice. Yeah, the, it, the forest looked so much similar. So, you know. Um, so what did you think about the acting in this film and the character's performance? Yeah, I thought the acting was also good. I think Amanda Seyfried did a wonderful job with her character because you could really see how she was very tenacious and persevering when she was trying to find her sister. And um, there was a scene when she was speaking to the police and she was begging them to um, go find her sister, but they wouldn't go because they didn't believe that the serial killer was after her sister too and I thought it was interesting how the movie um it built up two sides one with um Jill Amanda Seyfried's character and the police and it really showed how like um it was understanding to see how the police didn't want to go after her case, but it was also really convincing to see how Jill really trusted her gut instinct to go find her sister. Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we will be talking with Camille, one of the new 2012 Kids First film critics. Plus, we will be reviewing Gone, Nim's Island, and Happily Never After. So right now we're talking about Gone, which is the new suspense thriller, which hit theaters 
February 24th, and Gabby was just talking to me about how she thought the acting was fantastic, and Amanda Seyfried's character, Jill, was very clever. I agree with you on that. She was very clever and very witty, and um, she, she was very perseverant. She never doubted her instincts, and she never doubted herself, even when everyone around her was like, you're crazy, this guy doesn't exist, this is hopeless. Um, and so I thought, I really admired her for the fact that she was able to persevere. And I think if I was in that situation, it would be very challenging for me to not have anyone backing me up, to have like everybody doubting you and no one believe you and you're really on your own with that. So I really did admire the way she did that. And I also think that Amanda Seyfried is a fantastic actress. I love her in all of her films because she is able to portray such a wide variety of characters and personalities yeah. so, like effortlessly. So I really liked that. So what did you think about the emotion in this film? I thought the emotion of the film really captured the story of it because, um, well, with the lighting, it really showed how the mood of the movie is not happy at all. It's pretty gloomy. And um, I think the lighting really carried out that emotion. And it was the movie was also very fast paced. And it really showed how um, Jill, she was really persevering in trying to find her sister. So it kept me on the edge of my seat. Mm hmm. I agree with you. I believe the emotion was captured quite effortlessly. And something um, that I thought was kind of funny that sort of also captured the emotion of the film, it wasn't necessarily in the cinematography or the soundtrack, but how Jill would get reminders on her phone of smile and then she'd take like her medicine because apparently she was deemed like crazy. Um, and so I thought that was kind of funny when like she just stopped taking her medicine. And I don't know, I just thought it was kind of clever the way they did that and the way they portrayed that. So what age group do you think this film is for? I'd recommend it to teens 13 and up because there are many twists and turns in the plot and it is pretty fast paced. So um, I think it's suited more for teenagers. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you on that. I think 13 and up is a perfect rating and it's also PG-13, so that's perfect as well. So um, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I'd give it around four stars because I really did enjoy this movie, but I don't think it's perfect because I, I did think some parts of the movie weren't really realistic. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that level. I think that um, I would give it four out of five stars, but I do also agree with you that some of it wasn't very realistic. Like, for instance, um, when she was talking on the phone, when she finally got in contact with uh, the murderer, like the serial killer, and he was talking all like mysteriously, I thought that was good. But then when she actually meets him in person, how he still sounded like he was on a phone when he was talking. I don't know. That just sort of bothered me a little bit about that. And then some of the things that happened in the film, I thought were a tiny bit cheesy or they sort of overplayed yeah. it a little bit. But otherwise, I thought this film was very entertaining, very fascinating. Yeah. So did you relate to this story in any way or could you relate to any one of the characters? Um, not really because, um, well, the main character is Jill and I never encountered that experience before with the serial killer or um, I never really um, tried as hard as her to look for someone or something. And yeah, she seems to be the main character, so I don't really relate to her or any of the um, supporting characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't necessarily relate directly to any of the characters or the storyline because, like you said, I haven't really ever experienced something like that. Like, I've never been kidnapped. I've never had a family member be kidnapped, you know, something like that. Um, But I can sort of relate to her in the sense that she never doubted herself and she was very perseverant. She was very, uh, she really believed in herself and she kept going for something that she believed in and something that yeah. she believed to be true. And I think that all of us have that quality in us or can, are capable of having that quality. So mm-hmm. one last question for you is, what did you think of the overall production? I thought it was good. I really liked how the movie kept me on the edge of my seat and the pace was very um, fast and relentless. The story was clever and I thought the script was well made and the acting was good and the cinematography was also elegant. However, there was... um, yeah, as I said before, there were just some small parts of the movie that that weren't really realistic. Like also um, adding on to what you said before, when Jill asked people for information on the murderer, they're willing to tell her everything, like including that person's at address and in real life I don't think if I asked someone information about a certain person, they would tell me like everything about them. I agree with you on that level. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids for Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the film Nims Island, starring Abigail Breslin. And again, we have with us Gabriella Chu from New York. So, Gabby, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, Nims Island is about um, a girl named Nim and her father who live on their own private island in the South Pacific, and everything goes well until Nim's father sails away for two days to collect some protozoa for science research. But then a vicious storm causes him to become stranded in the middle of nowhere, so Nim learns to survive on the island all by herself. I absolutely loved this film. I have seen it so many times. Um, I watched it at first a couple years ago with some of my friends, and I loved it just as much then as I do now. I think it's a perfect family film. You know, I watched it with um, my brother and my parents, and we all were able to enjoy that, which I think is very important in a movie that the whole family is able to enjoy something. So, Gabby, what do you think of this film? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a great family film, and it really um, unites the family together because the whole movie is about Nim trying to um, reach contact with her father again. And I also really liked the island that Nim lived in because it was really exotic and beautiful. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I thought the cinematography was fantastic. I thought it was really cool to see all of the contraptions that Nim and her father built to get around the island, like all of the different pulleys and the different rope swings. Um, So I thought that was really cool to see. And also her island was very exotic. It had a volcano on it. And one of my favorite scenes is when all of those tourists come over to her island to try to set up like a tourist place where all they could just lie on the beach and relax while they're waiting for their cruise ship and Nim totally sabotages that whole operation. Yeah. I thought it was very cool to see all of her wacky ideas and what she came up with to sabotage the island resort or the island paradise is what they called it. So what did you think about the soundtracks in this film? I thought the soundtrack um I didn't pay so much attention to it, but I think, well, from what I remember, it conveyed the emotion of the movie well. At times, you could see um, that Nim was really trying to um, reach contact with her father, and when the storm came, they would play suspenseful music, but... um, like when she was trying to live on the island and when in the end well I can't give that away but in the end they played happy music mm-hmm. absolutely I thought the, um, the soundtrack was fantastic and 
I also really like the fact that even in some suspenseful situations or some, you know, dark situations, some bad situations, all of the music was still very light and lively and friendly. So it never got too heavy because this movie is a comedy and it's very cute. It's a very cute um, family movie. So the fact that they kept everything about the film lively was fantastic. Something that I also really liked about the film is all of Nim's island friends. Like she has this little... Um, she has a seal and she has this little like lizard thing yeah. and she has this, like a bird. I thought it was really cool to see those and yeah. the CGI on that was really cool as well. Yeah, they're really so, cute. Mm-hmm. So Gabby, do you think you have a favorite scene or character in this film? Um, one of my favorite scenes was um, Nim also has a favorite hero called Alex Rover and she's the author of this series and she was trying to contact Nim because she was really interested in their island but what Nim didn't know about her was that she's actually a girl and in her books she's portrayed as a really brave man so um, it was kind of cool watching her um, because she she's stuck in her house all of the time she's afraid to go out into the real world and I really enjoyed watching her um, step out of her comfort zone and trying to um, go on the plane to visit Nim so that was a pretty cool scene Mm-hmm. I think that all I uh, agree with you on that absolutely. Um, I think all of the scenes that have Alex Rover in them are awesome because yeah. it's it's so funny and it's so comical. She is so terrified of going outside, and she has the fake imaginary Alex Rover, <laughs> the adventurer that she writes about. He sort of materializes for her and helps her deal with all of her fears and her anxieties. But it's really funny watching the fictional Alex Rover and the real Alex Rover yeah. converse with each other. It's very comical. It's really ironic. Yeah. Yeah, it is extremely ironic. And it's so funny when she goes to the airport, she's like, I need to bring my <laughs> my cans of Progresso soup. And I she packs like so much um, hand sanitizer and all of this <laughs> stuff. And the, the yeah. um, security check at the airport, they're like, you know, you can't bring this on the plane. And she has a panic attack. I just thought it was so funny. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Camille, one of the new 2012 Kids First film critics. Plus, we will be reviewing Nim's Island and Happily Never After. So right now we're talking about Nim's Island, starring Abigail Breslin, and me and Gabby were just talking about how funny and ironic one of the characters, Alex Rover, was. So another thing I wanted to ask you was, do you think you have a favorite character, Gabby? Um, I think my favorite character would be Nim because she's really responsible and it was quite impressive watching her um, use survival techniques to survive on the island all by herself and she's really young too and she was able to cooperate with adults well too when Alex Rover came over and I thought she was really mature. Mm -hmm. So what did you think about the acting in this film? I thought the acting was good. I think um, Abigail Breslin, she did a wonderful job of um, playing her character, Nim, because it was really clear that she was really brave and tenacious. And I also thought um, Gerard Butler, even though he didn't have a big role in the movie, I think he did a good job of playing um, a father. Absolutely. And something that was cool is um, not only did he play the father, but he also played... Alex Rover, the fictional character, and I thought that was really cool to see that 
and yeah. um, to see him play both characters. And it was cool because Nim always read the Alex Rover books and she always imagined that great hero as someone that looked like her father. So that really showed how close her and her father were and her deep affection towards her father and how much she looked up to him. And I thought they portrayed that very well. <laughs> And I also thought Jodie Foster, who played the real Alex Rover, did such a fantastic job. She is such a great actress. And like I said before, her performance when she was stuck in her house, that was hilarious. Yeah. So what did you think about the emotion of this film? Like I mentioned before, it was very light and lively. But what's your opinions on it? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it's very light and lively. Um, the lighting of the movie is really um, bright, bright, and I really think that showed um, the emotion of the movie because even though it was kind of sad how Nim and her father were very um, disconnected, they didn't get to see each other for a long time, um, Nim had quite a fun time on the island, and I think that really showed in the movie's emotion as well absolutely I thought the whole thing was very good and Nim was very optimistic and that really showed not only in her acting and in her portrayal of the character but also in the cinematography the soundtrack the whole story really just portrayed this optimistic little island girl and how you know she she was she was great at surviving and she never gave up which is fantastic so what age group would you suggest for this film um, I'd recommend this movie to kids six and up because um, I think the enthusiasm and the plot of the movie will most likely appeal to younger kids because I, I don't really think teenagers would be so interested in um, the story of the film. I didn't get bored watching it, but I feel like um, younger kids would find it more appealing. I agree with you. Like I said, I love I love this movie. I still do, but it's not something that I would watch with my friends, yeah. and it definitely wouldn't be like my first choice if I was just watching something by myself. But I definitely love watching this film with my family. I, like I said, it's a good family film for all ages. But yeah, I d- wouldn't necessarily recommend it for teenagers to just watch on their own. So, what rating do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five stars? Um, I'd give this movie uh, three to four stars out of five because um, I did like watching this movie, but at times it was predictable. And but I I liked how um, the director carried out the the plot of the movie because even though it was kind of predictable what was going to happen in the end, I didn't expect Alex Rover to be such a timid character in real life compared to who she was in her own books. And it was really interesting to see her character change throughout the film as well as Nim and yeah. Yeah, that did add a very comical quality to the film. Well, looks like we're out of time. Gabby, thank you for telling me and our audience all about this awesome film, which is perfect for family movie night. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. 
kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as kids' first film critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Duvani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the animated film Happily Never After 2, again with Gabriella Chu, and also we have Makai Colvin from Santa Fe. So how are you doing today, Makai? I'm doing good, Raven. How are you doing, I'm fantastic. All right, well, I remember seeing the first Happily Never After, but um, Makai, why don't you tell us about this new sequel? Um, well, this movie's about Snow White with a little modern twist on it. And um, Snow White had a very loyal mother, and she was nice to everyone. And then they go around riding in a carriage, and they go around waving to everyone. And she was always nice to everyone, no matter if they were poor or rich. And um, there was one girl that got very, very jealous, and she wanted to be queen. And um, she asked her mother, why can't I be queen? But... Um, I think her mother got the wrong message. She said you could be queen when you're as beautiful as her. Meanwhile, Snow White and her family, um, her mother gets very sick. And I, um, her mother dies. And Snow White is to take the throne. And after a while, Snow White has kind of forgotten the ways of her mother and to be nice to everyone and to not forget about 
anything and to put family first. And Snow White has become kind of spoiled. And um, and then her father realizes they need a queen to help raise Snow White, to help her be more like her mother. And he's trying to find a queen exactly like her. And um, then there's these two little characters that balance in between bad and evil. And um, the scale accidentally goes all the way bad. So the evil um, lady who's very jealous of Snow White's mother decides to try to become the mother of Snow White and, and turn her body to look like Snow White's mother. So we'll pick them. And she's up to very evil things. I see. Well, Gabby, what did you think of this film? I thought um, the concept of the movie was very creative, and initially I thought this movie would be suited more for younger children, but I actually found it pretty amusing since some of the characters are teenagers like Snow White, and they remind me a bit of my friends. <laughs> well, um, Makai, I know you're on the younger spectrum of this film, so what did you think of this movie? Even though I am on the younger spectrum, it was still a little too young for me. It, it, was, it still was a very good movie, just like Gabby said there were some teenagers in there um, that, um, that um, I bet some teenagers could relate to. But I don't think it'd be a movie um, older kids would watch. I think it is more geared to um, like 5 to 8 or 5 to 9 more of um, be, because like... Um, um, there's a bunch of teenagers and stuff, and they're very joyful and everything, and they're they're very like typical teenager with like the cell phones and the makeup and everything, and I think um that's something that everyone looks up to when you're a girl. That's something that everyone looks up to when they're littler, and so they watch those kind of movies. But the message of the movie and the mural of the movie, it's it's a very important message to to put family first and to always be kind and generous to others absolutely so gabby what did you think of the cinematography and the soundtrack in this film um since the movie is animated um i didn't really think of the cinematography of it but the animation of the movie is pretty simple so the facial expressions of the animated characters are easy to understand it's not very um detailed and complex and i also thought the soundtrack fitted the mood of the movie because they had a lot of pop songs and um that really that kind of music is popular among teenagers today so that related to the story and the emotion of the movie. Mm -hmm. That's something that stood out for me in the first film, the first Happily Never After, was the simplicity of the animation. And I really liked that. I also think it sort of did um, make the movie less complex and less complicated because it wasn't as... Um, it wasn't as detailed and it wasn't as advanced as some other of the animation that we see now, but I did think that it did make the facial expressions very easy to read and it made you be able to focus more on the plot of the story instead of the design of the characters. 
You're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Camille, one of the new 2012 Kids First Film Critics. Plus, we will be reviewing Happily Never After 2, which is what we're doing right now. And we were just talking about how the cinematography is very simple, but it is also very good, and this movie is fantastic. So, Mikhai, why don't you tell us a little bit about your favorite scene and character? My favorite scene in this movie would probably have to be, um, I think my favorite scene in this movie would probably have to be when, um, when, well, when the father realizes that Snow White needs, um, needs a mother and he's thinking and he and then all of a sudden he's like snow white needs a mother and um i think that was very good for the movie because little kids they can't go through like big complex things like um maybe she needs a mother maybe she doesn't um they just need a simple and quick answer in very simple words so they can understand what's happening and that worked very well and um and then it just went right to like the posters and everything to give Snow White a mother. So it was very simple. Um, my favorite character in this movie would probably have to be one of the dwarves that Snow White meets later on in the movie to help her become a better person. And um, my favorite dwarf would probably have to be Grumpy the Dwarf. Mm-hmm. So, Gabby, what did you think about um, your favorite scene and character? Do you have a favorite scene or character? Um, my favorite scene would be when Snow White tries to change her attitude because originally she just liked to party and have fun and wear makeup and just talk to her friends. But then she realized that she can't keep on carrying on like this because she is a princess and that's not really what princesses should do. So um, when she figured that out at that point, I found it kind of inspiring to um, teenagers like us because it shows that um, we can do more than just like partying and having fun. But after Snow White's attitude changed, she started to help other people and it made a positive impact on their lives. And I think my favorite character would either be Snow White or her mother because her mother is a very benevolent um, queen, but then she passed away, so yeah. And um, Snow White, She's probably one of my favorite characters, too, because I can relate to her. I'm a teenager. I like to have fun. But there's also times when you have to be serious and um, help others as well. Absolutely. And that was actually the next question I was going to ask was, did you guys have a character that you related to? So, Gabby, since you already answered that, Makai, what about you? Do you relate to any of the characters? Um... If I related to any of the characters, it would probably have to be, it'd have to be um, one of the little children that um, Snow White babysits. Because I have an older sister, and sometimes she just wants to do her own thing. And um, you want her attention a lot, and um, Snow White goes and babysits these children, and she decides not to give very much attention to her. And then she realizes they need a lot of attention to go on. And so um, when I was little, I needed a lot of attention from my sister, but sometimes she wouldn't give it to me, and um, I needed it a lot, so I could relate to that. 
Um, I think everyone who has an older sibling is able to relate to that. I'm actually the oldest in my family, um, so I can understand where you're coming from because I'll do the same thing with my brother. I'll sometimes be babysitting him and not giving him a hundred of percent of my attention. So I understand where you're coming from from that. So Gabby, what did you think about um, the overall production of the film? Um, I thought the overall production of the film was good. I think um, the storyline of the movie is quite clear and the facial expressions of the characters are easy to understand. The movie also conveys a lot of positive messages like true beauty comes from within. And um, I think the movie successfully carried out its theme and message. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we're out of time Guy, thank you so much for telling me about Happily Never After 2. I can't wait to see it. I hope it's as fantastic and hilarious as Happily Never After 1. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now we're going to be talking with Camille Bayama, one of the new 2012 Kids First film critics, and we again have with us Makai and Gabby. Um, so Camille, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, so I am 10, year old, 10 years old. I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um... I love to swim, act, sing, and dance, um, read, and write. That's awesome. Well, I know in 2010, you actually raised money for the Haiti uh, Relief Fund for the terrible earthquake that happened. So can you tell me a little bit about that and what inspired you to do that? Um, well, my friend and I, we just heard about it, and we felt really bad that it had happened to them and thought about what if it had happened to us, um, what it would have been like. So we Mm -hmm. decided to help them out. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think that's um, very courageous and very, that's, that's very honorable of you to do something like that, helping someone in a time of need. Thank you. So let's talk, no problem. So let's talk a little bit about you becoming a 2012 Kids First Film Critic. So are you really excited about that? You know, what are your what are your thoughts on becoming a new Kids First Film Critic? I'm just really, really excited. I've never really reviewed movies before, and this is kind of a new thing for me, and I'm really liking it. Absolutely. You're going to have such a great time. Um, I'm kind of like you in the sense I love acting and singing and dancing and things like that. I'm very artsy and creative. So when I heard about this, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. You know, I've never reviewed films. I've never done anything like this. It was a very new experience for me. And now I can't imagine my life without reviewing a film. I've gotten in such a habit of reviewing films that even when I go to see a movie just with my friends, I have to like write down notes and be like, okay, the cinematography was like this and this actor did this. So it's become you know, just a part of my life. And you're going to definitely grow and get better at what you do. And that's going to be such a fantastic experience for you. So congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So what are you most looking forward to as a kid's first film critic, Camille? Um, well, I, I, I've always loved to watch movies. Um, so I'm excited about watching movies and meeting celebrities because you know mm-hmm. you don't meet celebrities every day mm-hmm. um and just being um getting stronger in film critiquing absolutely so like you said you love watching movies and being a film critic you will find yourself watching so many movies like so many movies so what is your favorite genre of film to watch? Um, well, I like um, anime. Mm-hmm. I, like, um, I like comedies. And sometimes I like dramas. 
That's really funny. I love anime as well. I think my favorite genres are probably comedy and horror slash thriller because I don't get scared very easily. Um, mm-hmm. Mikai, I know you are around the same age as Camille, and I know you guys are actually friends. So do you have any tips or advice to give to her? Uh, yes, I do. Um, so when you're a kid's first film critic, um, you don't realize what you're doing. Like, sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie and critique a film. But it's so awesome because you get to watch all these movies that haven't came out yet. And Ranny sends you all these movies. So you're just watching the commercial and then your mom brings you the new movie from the film. And you're like, uh, is this the movie that I just watched on the commercial that hasn't came out yet? And they're just like, yeah. So you watch it and you're critiquing this film that nobody has seen yet. And you're watching it, and it's so awesome because you get to tell people how that film was doing. And meeting celebrities is really cool because you just saw them on the film or you're just going to see them on film. And it's just like, wait, I just met that person right there, and now I'm watching them on the movie. It's really cool. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. It's very exciting to be able to watch films before they come out. And I think that's something that I really like about being a film critic. But definitely my two favorite things about being a film critic is being able to share your opinion and being able to look at films so much more critically and not just films, but media from books to newspapers, video games, um, phone apps, all that stuff. You're looking at it more critically. And before when I would go watch a movie, I would just be like, oh, haha, that was funny, or oh, that was cool. But now when I go watch a movie, I'm able to appreciate it so much more because not only do I know why the directors and um, the camera crew are filming certain shots to portray different things, but I'm also understanding so much of the work that goes into films and what hard work that is. And it's, it's so cool to be able to look at films and get hidden messages and understand things that not a lot of my friends really pick up on because they're just watching it for entertainment and I'm really looking at films critically. Um, The other thing that I love about being a film critic is the fact that you are able to meet celebrities. And I think the my favorite experience that I've had so far was, well, the boot camp was really fun, but my all-time favorite experience was going on the red carpet for the DVD release and the press junket of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. And I got to meet most of the Harry Potter class cast including Rupert Grint who plays Ron Weasley and that was so fun it was such a great experience so Gabby what do you think your favorite experience has been so far my favorite experience was attending the world premiere of the movie War Horse on the red carpet because I got to interview so many celebrities. At first, I thought I wasn't going to get any interviews because I was standing among the international press and they were just getting so many interviews from the stars. But I was actually um, lucky enough to get a few interviews with them. And I even got to see Steven Spielberg. He passed by me like twice, but like his bodyguards were there and they were showing everyone all way. But um, I had a really fun and educational experience because um, it improved my conversational skills because um, when you're interviewing a celebrity, you can't be stuttering or nervous or anything, but you have to act like they're your friends. And um, it was just a really thrilling experience and a memorable experience I'll never forget. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Camille, one of the new 2012 Kids First Film Critics. And we were just telling Camille about how amazing our time has been as being Kids First Film Critics, everything we've learned, and what our favorite experiences have been so far. So, Makai, we'll come around to you. What has your favorite experience been? My favorite experience with Kids First... I know a lot of yours is like going on the red carpet and stuff, and that is definitely fun. Like some of those are my favorite experiences, but just like the whole experience and all, like being actually able to do this and like I didn't actually think I'd actually get into kids first. I was like, I thought a lot of people would be entering, so I didn't think I could get in. And there were a lot of people, but I was so amazed when I got into Kids First, and it's such a great opportunity to have all of those videos of you talking about that, because um, not a lot of kids know how to critique movies like we do. So it's such a great experience to do that. Um, um, My favorite experience out of it all, though, if I'd have to pick one, would probably have to be well I have two one is the Winnie the Pooh experience um when we went on the red carpet we were at the Disney place we interviewed a couple people um we interviewed two people from the Disney movie prom and that was really fun because there was a bunch of other kids and we did it with them um Raven was there with me and I think she can agree that was really fun and yeah it was such a great time and instead of the red carpet, it was the honey-colored carpet for Winnie the Pooh. It was awesome. And my second favorite experience would probably have to be able to um, just do movies that haven't came out yet. Because, like, it's so fun to do that. You're like, oh, my gosh, it hasn't came out yet. And I'm I'm being able to do this. Um, my favorite movie that I probably reviewed um because it can't, um, because it hasn't came out yet, would probably have to be, uh, it's really hard, um, no, I can't choose. You can't choose a movie? Yeah. That was your favorite? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, like we've been saying, all of the experiences are so fun. But like Mikai was talking about earlier, how she was, like, so nervous she wasn't going to get into kids first, um, Camille, what did you think when you got into Kids First, and how did you find out about the whole experience? And then after you were accepted, what did your friends and family think? Um, well, at first, before I got accepted, I guess, I had no, like, I, like Makai, I didn't think that I would win or get in or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got in, my... Um, my parents and my um, brother, they were, they were proud of me, and I was proud of myself, and all my friends thought that it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you should be very proud of yourself, because, and, and I can definitely guarantee you that you will grow and mature so much in this, and you will get so much more skills that you didn't even, you know, think you could have, and just the level of confidence that you get from being a Kids First Film Critic is fantastic because you're really able to share your opinion. And that's something, you know, that most kids aren't able to do is share their opinion with the world, you know, because 
we are influenced so much with media and normally we don't really get a say of what media gets fed to us. And so I think it's so important to be able to share your opinion and that's what Kids First allows you to do. So Camille, do you have any questions for us? Um, not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so what film did you review for your um, audition video for Kids First? Um, I reviewed Judy Moody in the Not Bummer Summer. Mm -hmm. I remember reviewing, um, gosh, what did I review? I reviewed Twilight, I believe, Twilight Breaking Dawn. And I remember being so nervous when I was filming it because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about, what I'm supposed to put in my review. And so I remember being very nervous about that. And then now as, as, um, You've grown as I've grown through that. I definitely know how to do that. So, Gabby, I know that you have met the author and the star of Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer. So, do you want to tell yeah. me a little bit about that? Yeah, that was really fun because um, I got to meet Jordana Beatty, who's the main star of Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer, and I also got to interview the author Maggie McDonald, and um, I. It was fun meeting Jordana Beatty because she was um, like a regular girl like me. And it was fun because we could kind of connect and we had some interests in common. And it was interesting also because she comes from Australia and I, I don't really get to meet people from different backgrounds often. And um, it was interesting listening to Megan McDonald's insight and how she um had a lot to do with the movie and I liked hearing her opinion about it comparing it to her own series absolutely well we're out of time but Camille I can guarantee you you're going to have such an amazing experience and we look forward to talking to you soon hopefully having on the show with us again and we're all wishing you the best of luck you're going to have such a fantastic time so thank you for being with us tonight thank you mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out for Kids First, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.